to Tandem Cannon, the Gamerific podcast where co-op play is canon, and it's time to turn to page 394. This is episode 12, It's Dangerous to Go Alone. This week, we will discuss freaky types of games we'd like to have backup on. No judgment, though. So let's go straight into the Top from Team Tandem. So what have you been up to, Miss Mia? Man, I've been on my Saints Row grind. I, I finally picked the game back up, and I've been slowly but surely getting through some of the missions. Um, <laughs> but because we were out on vacation for about a week, I took mm-hmm. a short break from Fallout Shelter, and surprisingly, nothing catastrophic happened when I got back. So it was kind of weird not playing it for like a week. Mm-hmm. I, I, was, I had just gotten so used to playing it every single day that not playing it, I, I felt odd, like I had done something wrong. <laughs> right. Uh, it's, just, it's like, I don't even check on my Sims that much. Yes. <laughs> But everything turned out well. Nobody died. Luckily, I had nobody on quests by themselves or foraging for resources. So that actually turned out well. And then I played a little bit of Sims 2 last weekend. Mm -hmm. And while I really do enjoy it, I love Sims 2 is my favorite out of the series in terms of the content and the types of stuff that you can do and the mods and the customization and stuff. Yeah, the easy. (laughs) Yeah, I really, really miss having the story progression because it was such a nice way of aging up my Sims across the board, especially if I had multiple families that the kids were friends and I wanted to kind of keep them in the same age group and stuff like that instead of to have to switch to different households, age them up. I know with the later games i think like the last two or three games they had that option if your child in the game was growing up you had the option of growing up their friends but i didn't really like that as much just because if their aspiration is too low like they could grow up badly and it could create a lot of problems so i missed the story progression it made my game not work but (laughs) it was such a cool mechanic because you could have a town that ages together i guess and it's kind of neat watching all of your sins start off as little babies and they get older they get married they have children that sort of thing so so there's that and then during the vacation we were on a cruise and i was like oh let's take the ps2 because you can you know take your stuff on board and everything and i attempted to play persona 4 and i could not for some reason there were i don't know if it was just the connection or something i cannot get the ps2 to work with the television that they had Oh, really? Uh, no. We tried Brittany's room, my room, and the PS2, it, it came on and everything. So it's just that the TV does not pick up the PlayStation or anything. And we checked. It works fine at my TV at home. It's not the PlayStation, luckily. But it was just kind of disappointing because we had some downtime. And I've been itching to try this game out for a minute. And, and didn't get the chance. Didn't get the chance. And it was yeah. so frustrating because I've been wanting to play this for a while. I just haven't really had time. It's just been very very busy and so yeah oh the cruise is perfect for this because then didn't get that so womp 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 otherwise it's good so what have you been playing because my mom on the cruise we try to take our mom show them a good time on the cruise my mom said she left her ipad at the house that was gonna be the one thing linked to the terrible wi-fi on the ship i ended up volunteering my phone as tribute since I'm like well I stream everything so mm. so I ended up being able to check on my four fallout people on occasion but not as heavily as usual but luckily I say nobody died but of course I have my standard 200 people so I only got to 198 so I don't know how I lost a couple. Uh-oh. I don't know how. Um, I probably just did not check on them and they probably got attacked and they died and just sat there and I had no idea. So I managed to find like another character. Dr. Lee, I believe, is probably a part of the series because it's one of the characters that, that you collect. Mm-hmm. So luckily she came just along when I only lost my two. So I guess that was something, you know, as a compensation prize. <laughs> I hate to say that, but but hey, she was already like at like level 38. I'm like, let's go do this, doctor. So she's been going on the missions and helping out people. So, but have you played any of the Halloween missions? I started the quest for them, but I actually haven't done them because I've not played Fallout Shelter in three days. Well, well, get on that grind before they stop because they give them like little costumes and stuff like that. And your kitchen is decorated and Halloween stuff is so spooktacularly cute. So I just think it's just cute as the button to see them running around here and just sheet. Oh, it's a ghost. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. You're not my uncle. (laughs) 
but it's, oh, I just love their commentary. They're just so cute in their threatening way. Also, I got to play while I was on the cruise. Mm-hmm. The original Assassin's Creed was the Altair Chronicles. Of course, when I bought the disc for the DS, you cannot see Altair's Chronicles on it. It just says Assassin's Creed. So I had assumed that it was just going to be the DS version of Assassin's Creed 1. And it's not. It's really a prequel to Assassin's Creed. But it's quite different, you know, because the controls are really, really clunky. You're not as fluid. So you don't really get as much enjoyment as you did in Assassin's Creed 1. I mean, as terrifying as it was, at least the kills were pretty straightforward but and i hate saying that killing was straightforward but nah, that's the name of the game but stab you stab you but i got about halfway through before we came back so i got to the city of tyre and you're looking for a chalice in this one and like even al muayin is a little younger than you see him in the game so i don't know how far in the past it was supposed to be before assassin's creed one but so far it's been pretty good i'm determined to finish it and also there was a second coming that mia had told me about movie dungeon that we had seen back at RTX. That was one of the game developers that were there just showing off their games but hadn't been released yet. But they're now finally in the iTunes store and the Android store too. Did you get to play a little bit? A little bit. I was on the train yesterday and I decided to pop it out. Wait, that didn't sound right. Um, (laughs) I decided to start playing the game. It's pretty fun. I enjoyed it a lot. I was like, yes, we're gonna do the thing. Looty Dungeon, Looty Dungeon. Looty Dungeon. Yeah. Did you get to unlock any characters? I unlocked the archer. I haven't had a chance to play with him yet. You can use his pet women. <laughs> Good night, everybody. It's like, yeah. It's kind of neat that you can use each different power. So I remember there was like at least four characters you were able to unlock in the demo mode mm-hmm. we got to play with. But it's kind of nice to see that you can unlock it in this vending machine of characters that they have. That's pretty neat. So I'm looking forward to unlocking more levels and dying in different ways. It's, it's kind of like me dying on Far Cry. It's always an experience. It's a great game. I enjoy <laughs> it. And plus, it just sounds fun. Looty's yes. dungeon. Looty dungeon. And I'm going to looty the hell out of that dungeon. You hear me? That's what she said. Totally what she said. And I'm saying <laughs> it again. I'm going to looty the hell out of that dungeon. Um, also, I had a Miss Byers regret. I had seen Brittany, Mia's sister, had told us about her playing The Wolf Among Us. And this weekend, I did not realize PlayStation had a flash sale. And that was one of the games. Yes, up to 80% off and it's gone. It's back up to like 20, 25 bucks. I have to flip this fucking table. So, I want the Wolf Among Us. Me too, because I'm like, this sounds so cool. And it's like, you know, those cool telltale games that everyone's in love with. And so I'm like miss that opportunity but that is my journey since i got journey wolf among us is now my new journey i'm going to get that when it's on sale next so be on the prowl yeah because i actually got to watch her play and it's so riveting just from a watching standpoint i'm not even actually dictating any of the action or making decisions but it was funny watching britney play because like she'd be like yeah i guess i'll be nice this time and then the next (laughs) second like she's a complete dick to everybody and it's just so But she said she was a complete dick for, like, majority of the game, but she's willing to let you live within reason. But when you shoot at her, then she's going to kill you. And so that's it. That is all. I when I started watching her, she ripped some dude's arm off, and I was like, what the fuck? She's like, hey, I try to give him some chances. My sister's gangsta, everybody. Don't cross her. So She, she don't. She's of that mind of don't start nothing. Won't be none. Mm-hmm. So, like, take that as you will. <laughs> So, what do you think about the new announcement from Rockstar about the next Red Dead? Okay, so, a big confession. I tried playing Red Dead Revolver back in the day. I sucked at it. I was so bad. It was really just me just dueling. I could not duel very well in Red Dead Revolver. But, of course, like, a lot of people were just like, it was okay, but not the best to write home about. Then Red Dead Redemption came out and totally just changed the whole precedent and it became like one of the best games a lot of people have played in a long time. Especially for a Western game, since it had that GTA feel to it. A lot of people were able to get into the Wild West film, even like me was feeling it for a while until all the animals came out. (laughs) Until I was getting attacked, I was like, no, I'm not about that life. (laughs) And so like to hear that, finally the third one that has been you know proposed for years but we've just been waiting in the wings is finally nice to get something even though it's just just rockstar changing their logo and you just see like a print of seven people in the sunset mm-hmm. yeah. so that is like awesome even if i don't 
really like I don't fuck with the animals. It was fun playing. The storyline was so good. It was I mean just even running around and just getting into shit and yeah. like the the bear. Oh my god, I wish we had footage of the bear because <laughs> that was just wild. It was classic. It was clapping. And, like, I have not been able to finish. I got to the end where you go to Blackwater and everything else, and you start getting in with that freaking Edgar Roth. And I'm like, I know what you're about to do, what? and I don't like your ass. That's why I can't finish it, because I love John so much. And I don't want to see him go out like that. That's not cool. I mean, he does it for the sake of his family. But mm, I'm like, I just want to shoot Edgar as, like, John, not as Jack. So I'm sure it's going to be uber exciting. Rockstar, you know, we've discussed this before. They do so much in-depth work. This is, you know, the result of years of work. So it's not just something they're pulling out of their ass. So Not at all. Because I think if they don't do this one right, the game world will rip their ass to shreds. Oh, fuck yeah. (laughs) It's like, apart from GTA, like Red Dead Redemption is probably like the second series now, or Red Dead series, I should say, was the series that was probably next in line, shortly followed behind maybe Max Payne. That is like, you really need to get this next one right. Right. Or else we're marching. They can't mess up with this one. Too many people, I think a lot of people still play the uh, multiplayer online. I mean, I think oh, yeah. it's just that huge. So, yeah, I'm so excited. I can't wait to see because, you know, it's like between GTA and watching people do Red Dead, just playing it. And you just see, like, either all the glitches, all the custom content that they put in the game, or just the stupid shit they get into. It's entertaining in itself, so even even for that, I can't wait. Alright, so, are we ready to level up now? Let's do it! Let's level up! Alright. Got caught there. I just caught just a little bit. So, we're going to go right into the tandem topic tea time. So, everyone get their cups out and let's take a sip. Raise it. This time, we're going for a little Halloween-y episode. And we kind of hinted a while back that we'll divulge what really gets our goat when it comes to games and stuff like that. So, we're going to flesh it out here in this episode. Essentially, we're just going to cover topics of what types of games that we wish we would just have, like, each other as backup in. Of course, a couple of these games do have co-op options. It's definitely games that are best in pairs. So, how do you feel about the freaky and scary and creepy games in general? Because I know that can be a little bit broader for a subject for you than it is for me, but... Yeah. (laughs) I'm not afraid to say that I am a scaredy cat for a lot of different (laughs) types of games. Like, there will be games that I really feel like I would enjoy in terms of the story and the content. Resident Evil, like, stuff like that. But zombies, certain animals, I think we discussed this a little bit before. Mm-hmm. There's certain things that I'm like, no! And I will just <laughs> run right around and just run the other way and just avoid it forever, which is really, really sad. But for me, I don't really do scary games. I feel like my blood gets boiling like when I'm in like a stressful situation and I'm black. I deal with a lot of stressful stuff as it is so I think with the games that I play even if there's high stakes situations like my idea is scary is stuff that I can't really control and it's like you can't really control zombies you can't really control animals attacking you they just happen and spawn and you just gotta have your wits about you and yeah so (laughs) what about you Tim? I can suppress my fear, especially when I start playing a game and then I initially get spooked because I don't know what the game is. But once they're done throwing all their animals, their random ghosts, whatever at me, then it's just like, okay, click, switches off. And then but I still will get like spooked by the unexpected, which is always the case. And I can get spooked by someone who just suddenly just blows me up with a freaking mm-hmm. bazooka. Then I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm done with, I'm literally done with life by then. But I can suppress fear when it comes to playing certain games but there are some games that I don't think I even have the cojones to play that I wish kind of like this is one of the other games that I wish I had the cojones to play but it's just like the elements of it it's just I just can't or I'm like I just wish that there was like a viable way to have a second player to come and help you and stuff I know that's scaling in the game and I'm kind of glad that there are different genres of games for people to enjoy and at least there's different variations but to me usually it's down in the pits of literal hell to really scare me and it has to bring it but we'll we'll get into that in a little bit as we go bit by bit as we go into these levels of hell <laughs> they're about like you know five six levels of hell here so let's just go ahead and do it <laughs> right you're a bad bitch because you do a lot of stuff that i'm like i wish i could do i don't know if i have <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah, like, I can't do, like, the jump scare type of games. Like, what do you mean, like, Five Nights at Freddy's? Yeah, and stuff like that. Slenderman. Yeah. I'm like, no, you know, I'm, I'm going to be over here blowing things up because that's what I know. And that's terrible. And yeah, that doesn't really, it doesn't expand my range as much as I would like. But well, it's like also for those games, I kind of like, I don't know. I know like there's quite a bit of people who love Five Nights at Freddy's. It's like, it's one thing if the one game was released and you had one sub sequels and everything else, but it was released all in less than a year. Mm-hmm. And so I know it's for free, but can you imagine if that was like EA doing shit like that? And like, oh, well, they do that anyway. Never mind. Right. <laughs> I forget they do that already. But I guess that's the reason why I really couldn't even just enjoy the game for what it is. And apart from that, I'm like, I just don't like the anxiety of just enclosed spaces and just being in that and just clicking, yeah. clicking, and clicking and just waiting for stuff to come. I'd rather just go out and meet it. Right. That's how I'd rather be. I'd rather not just be sitting in a room by myself. I'm like, if I know these mechanical monsters are coming after me, I'm getting the shotgun and we're going to go deal with that. Don't let the danger come to me. I'll go and deal with it myself. Yeah. I remember playing Gone Home about two or three months ago, and I wasn't sure if there were going to be actual enemies, but the whole time you're picking up clues and doing things, and I guess played Nancy Drew games before, and they have a lot of like jump scary type things that happen sometimes, Mm -hmm. and the whole time I could just feel like this sort of tension, like, oh god, something's going to happen, I'm going to go down this hallway, something's going to happen, because you're trying to find out clues about what happened with her family because she comes home and there's no one home. I'm like, right. Oh dear God, please don't let there be some weird ex-killing murderer like there's some creepy places you go into in the house or secret areas and stuff. And just the anticipation of something going down was like freaking me out. <laughs> yeah. I got through it once I could calm down. I'm like, okay, something's not going to happen. If it hasn't happened at this point, either I'll discuss yeah, it's something. fine. Yeah, so. But I guess... Let's talk about some of the games with these scary elements that would be great with the co-op buddy. Stuff that we would be willing to brave if everyone's all committed and everything and stuff like that. Right. Well, I know a lot of things for a lot of people can't do animals. And I know poor Mia, (laughs) the animals. We almost, together we managed to get through the first part of Far Cry 4 (laughs) until that bird just attacked her after she unpaused the game and she freaked the fuck out. And I'm up here running upstairs. Are you okay? And she's like, no, no, no. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. It's like, let me take this door controller back. But, like, I think that probably would be a lot better if there was, like, a backup. But I don't know if it would have been because the birds just attack at random. So I don't know how to and, and to be fair, to my credit, I have actually been attacked by a bird. Yes, she has. I actually was by a mama by, bird, by a mockingbird protecting her babies, and it kind of happened out of nowhere. I was walking into my workplace, and we have trees like right around the beginning walkway area. And by the time I saw the sign warning us about the mockingbirds, it was too late. All of a sudden, I hear this loud screech. I take off running, the little fucker texts me, and it just makes me go faster. And I'm a big girl. I'm not exactly, like, super skinny, but my ass made it there in, like, 0.2 seconds. I was freaking out. World record! Right. So it's amazing what adrenaline can do when you're terrified. So, yeah. But you survived. You you survived. That's the most important thing. I, so I did on, on both occasions. I'm a survivor, but yeah, that far cry the bird survivor. That I was not ready because you know I'd seen some of the other types of enemies in the game and stuff like that, and I was like, okay, what is that? What's going on? What does this do? Will they attack you if you go, you know, this far? And Tiffany's guiding me and stuff. And the minute we unpause the game, that damn bird just just. Yeah. Someone just attacked. I'm like, oh, when animals attack. This yeah. is this is what that Fox series was talking about. When animals attack. When We're, Far Cry attacks. That's much. pretty much what it is. And then Red Dead, you know, we've discussed this before. With, Same <laughs> with, thing. You know, Same mountain thing. lions, bears attacking. Um, What else? What other animals? There are wolves, right? Like, there so was many. wolves, bobcat, and of course the bears. But the bane of my existence. And it was with that. And another game on our topic also assassin's creed 3 mm-hmm. every time i hear wow i'm like no 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 yeah no, no yeah. i hate freaking mountain lions i run like fuck when it comes to mountain lions cheetahs any kind of like speedy cat right. i'm not for that life that is the one animal where i'm like 
Shit. And of course, like when I was playing Far Cry, they're everywhere when you come to a certain area of where they are. And so I'm like, I had no toys a lot of times. So I'm like, luckily I got a big gun. I'd rather deal with a bear than mountain lions. So that's saying a lot. Right. Or any mountainy cat. And then Assassin's Creed 3, I learned anytime that I was in the homestead, like don't stray out of the homestead unless you're going to take trees. Because I'm like, nope. Think, remember that part when Connor first leaves his home to go find Achilles. And yeah. yeah, and you're in the wilderness. And I was like, you know what? Let's get up in this tree for safety because we yeah. don't know what's about to happen. And I tell you, it took me longer, but I was like, damn it, we're not doing <laughs> <laughs> Until I made it to the homestead, we were like, and we're moving to through the trees, and it, this is great, and look how much you can see. It's very pretty, but I'm like, hell no. Mm-mm. Even when I had to hunt for Assassin's Creed 3, I liked it there because you have your hidden blade, so you can just come and, like, you know, smite them out from the trees. But, of course, on Far Cry, I'm like, I don't have a hidden blade. Right. <laughs> Even to a certain extent, um, Black Flag with those animals, too. And I liked how even sometimes if you were in a tree or high enough, like, even the bobcats could not get to you. I'm like, that's right. Fucking yes. Edward is a bad bitch. <laughs> in Black Flag, I didn't really fuck around with the animals. I was like, I would hunt out of necessity just to level up. Like, I would, you know, hunt deer and warthogs and stuff. But I was not going out in the sea to fuck around with sharks. I wasn't messing around with whales. I was like, you know what? I can save this money. It's no big deal. But, yeah. The whales weren't that bad, actually. The bell and going into there and didn't have to avoid sharks and to remember that, oh, I have to breathe because I'm human? Yeah. <laughs> that part was a little bit of a stress thing because I'm sitting there like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm either going to have my leg ripped off or my lungs are just going to pop. I mean, which one? Either is- one. So that part was stressful. Three different elements at one time. How do you feel about zombies then? Because animals are one dynamic, but zombies, they're undead. So kind of all bets are off with them, like the way that they spawn and everything like that. What are some games that you would like definitely need backup on? Like there's stuff that obviously that has co-op like Saints Row and stuff. But what other games would having a co-op buddy definitely good to have? Resident Evil. I know that not all the games do. And when I had played it before, like two or three, the only only thing I don't like about zombies or I don't like about most things is when they start swarming you a lot, but you know, still have to like, okay, calm down, rational mind, okay, do 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 run. But Resident Evil definitely, and I'm kind of grateful that, what was it, 5 and 6 were the ones that really started doing like co-op also, Undead Nightmare, which is like the zombie version of Red Dead Redemption, which everybody was playing zombie games back then. <laughs> Seems like that's when everything just started coming out at once. It was around that time. My brother loves playing zombie games. Like, why? There's so much to life other than just playing nothing but zombie games. Right. But I started playing Undead Nightmare. It started getting freaky to where, like, the townspeople started to swarm me. I'm like, uh, and we're going somewhere else. Nope. So, nope. <laughs> so it would have been nice to have, like, your online backup with clearing out some of those folks because I'm like I, I did not appreciate that swarming and that was like about like 10-15 minutes into the gameplay I'm like I'm not gonna survive Last of Us was the one game that Oh, I was yeah. able to stand on my own about even though you might be swarmed at least they were like you can strategically place yourself in different locations to avoid overwhelm and stuff like that even though if it'll be one thing if you could have like that option of having drop in co-op because there's always someone with your character but not all the time I guess that's the reason why they couldn't do that because they're not together all the time but most of the time they are there's right. always two people in the game so I'm like well shoot someone can help me out here because <laughs> it, it does definitely came in handy for Saints Row 3 when, and this is one element that I really didn't like that they just included in the series. It kind of felt kind of half-assed, but with the zombie parts. a lot of the plot points, though. I mean. Yeah. Saints Row 3 was kind of a clusterfuck, and that's putting that like. <laughs> It was just like, we're just putting every spice in the cabinet and just throwing it in this pot. And that's Saints Row 3. It was the fuck it game. We're about to get close. Fuck it. We're going bankrupt. We might as well go out in style. Just guns a-blazing. That was it. I'm surprised that like an American Eagle's not kicking you in the face on the game cover. I mean, that's what it should have been. That's Saints Row 4. Merc. (laughs) The Merc. 
But it really did come in handy for Saints Row 3 because, you know, when you have to enter that central island, and I, I can't remember what it's called, and you have to, like, with the particle gun or some type of gun, you have to chuck something into the ocean, and you literally are getting swarmed by zombies. And I just remember, like, every single time freaking out because they just, they start off slow, and then all of a sudden they just attack on Titan, rush you, and you're just like, it's okay, we got this. And I'm like, Timmy, no, don't leave me, this most recent playthroughs i think we had we found a stag vehicle and somehow we got it over the bridge and through the barricades hey and it worked because they can't we we were able to run them over but i'm like i'm not getting out of this truck no (laughs) we won't like let's just do the mission and we'll go about our business and that was it just i don't think we've ever completed a mission so fast but having a person to help that out was a huge benefit because otherwise i don't know if i could have done that by myself i could have i would have freaked out honestly but yeah i hated that they included that let's see another i guess a good game that helped having co-op was typing of the dead like that Mm -hmm. was sick i loved it it was Um, cool the zombies are kind of creepy and freaky and everything you don't really get a lot of time to really process it because you're literally concentrating to concentrate on your typing skills and getting them away from you and the only problem is like the way that some of the words type go up on the screen in front of you especially when they cross paths and stuff we're just like get a word any word it doesn't matter like whoever's getting what (laughs) right i I would love to to redo that one that one was a lot of fun Mm -hmm. it's less on the zombies and more about the typing elements and so you're confident and just the campiness too just a little bit camp i'm like uh the voice acting and the main dude's like captain america haircut like he was rocking to steve rogers real good in that clean crisp suit but i'm like and not to get this thing dirty and you're crawling through all these nasty ass sewers and stuff oh power to you and his hair did not even miss a single it it, it stayed in place like it, it has not aged very well but it was a very enjoyable game so if you ever get a chance to play it definitely play it uh you can test out your typing skills. One game that I was thinking about that would be great to play co-op with a friend is Mass Effect because Mm -hmm. throughout the whole trilogy you have the husks and also the Thorian creepers. They're mainly in the first game but these are a form of zombies. These are people that have been killed by the Geth or Mm -hmm. the Collectors or, or both and they're repurposed with cybernetic technology and stuff like that and so if they get too close to you they let off this electric charge that fries you and your teammates Mm. and while what I I really love about Mass Effect is that the AI for your squad mates is on point because you don't really have to direct them as much you get the option of them using powers if they want to and using their abilities but for the most they are spot on so it doesn't really require a co-op buddy because you have good AI but Mm. I keep thinking of how awesome it would be if the trilogy were co-op because of the types of enemies that you see in game because yeah they swarm the first game they're kind of I hate to say this they're a little bit dumb and so they're not very threatening they're just kind of annoying and mm-hmm. just like oh here they come once again but <laughs> the, the Thorian Creeper is a little bit scary because yeah they, they kind of freak me out a little bit but again the squad AI makes all the difference at taking them down, so. At least you have backup in that way. Yeah, and that really helps a lot, because then I don't feel, like, I guess so anxious about it. I think if I didn't have squad mates, I don't know if I would be able to do it, because luckily they come in small pockets, but as you get further into the game, there are certain levels in Mass Effect 2 where it's all about zombies and husks, and you have to basically just mow them down nonstop. Right. (laughs) So take tough durable teammates that can take a lot of damage and have no problem with being swarmed. And then mm-hmm. Mass Effect 3, it's all out war, so there are going to be pockets where you have to deal with the zombies in, too. So yeah, it's always, There's always going to be zombies. Mm-hmm. And generally when there are zombies, there's also aliens. Of course! So even though they are zombie-like creatures, they are an alien species. So you also have another thing you just cannot stand. The Rachni. Oh my gosh. (laughs) 
I don't know what it is about certain science fiction tropes, but I wish the trope about insect aliens would die in a fire. Because the rachni probably freak me out the most because I don't like insects and they remind me of real life. Every time I see a spider or a roach or something like that, I'm like, burn the whole fucking house down. I'm not, (laughs) not, no, no. If it's, if it's within my height level, it has to die. So... Yeah. And the rachni, they're awful. There are some that are huge and they look like giant ass lobsters and I'm not here for it. And then you have the tiny rachni workers that are small and they ambush you very, very quickly. And Mm -hmm. so having, again, the AI makes big difference because your squad mates are like man get the hell out of my face like, this and you can like practically tell them you go here you go here I'll be back here pretty I mean, much you can tell them to go over there you're like yeah y'all just go ahead and mow them down right. I'll think about stuff and then I'll come after you like, yeah, pretty much good. all of Novaria I was like we're speeding through this hoe we're not trying to stay here <laughs> there are parts of Novaria where there are rachni that just pop up out of the gutters and shit and I'm like no no, 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 no. No, you know what? Fuck the hot labs. Let's just blow the shit up and let's go. Yeah. Um, it would be great to play with a friend, but honestly, like, I would not want to subject someone to that unless they really wanted to because hey, I... sometimes it would be worth the commentary. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like... just thinking about, I mean, I hate this shit. Y'all need to get some raid up in here. I can't believe I ain't got no traps, no nothing. Right. No purpose, no parlay. The funny thing is, too, you know, you make a decision on whether or not to save a Rachni queen, and so that right. makes a huge difference because you could potentially kill this person, or I guess this creature off, and never have to worry about them really again. Or, you know, it's like, do you want to be responsible for a genocide of a species, or are you going to give them an opportunity to live and possibly do all the things so it's mm-hmm. ugh, but yeah that's one area that I'm like no thanks what else, we'll what other it. games Tiff because we played Destiny together right mm-hmm. and, and yeah. Destiny like had a little bit of spectacular yeah. elements to it especially when it came to when you just went down levels I remember when I went down on the old Russia colony on earth where you're just doing the um, patrolling and you go deeper and deeper into I call them the mines but each place has a mind, but then you realize that you are not near enough the level you're supposed to be. Right. And so, like, these creatures just suddenly just kill you in one swipe. I'm like, oh, yeah, but it's all dark and shit, so you can't see anything. <laughs> and so I'm like, yeah, usually that was the surprising thing when you first also encountered the hive a lot. Yeah. Like, a lot of times when you go deeper into your missions, especially the ones where there is no return, you're pretty much doomed from here on out. No respawning. I'm like, well, fuck now. That's why a lot of times when we were playing together, I was just trying to have us leveled up enough to where we're strong enough to go in without any problems. But I just don't like going in there without any kind of backup or any kind of like second plan. You're just practically just flying by the seat of your pants. And I felt like a lot of it was just stumbling into stuff. Like you're just exploring just to see what might be down here. And all of a sudden Mm -hmm. you get attacked and like it's pitch black. You can't really see much. And all of a sudden it's just like you're in the only lit place because everything beyond is like pitch dark lack of pain their electricity bill dark <laughs> and you know you see these creatures you hear them move you see their lit eyes but nothing else until they just suddenly are upon you like ah. i'm like no no. no, I'm like, I'd rather just go ahead and see it before it just suddenly just comes up on me. I'd rather just go ahead and have a chance. But of course, it wouldn't be space if there wasn't some dark elements to it, I guess. And the bottom of the ocean are pretty much on the same level in terms of scariness. Mm-hmm. Just because there's a lot of stuff that we don't know about. Yeah. And lots of dangerous creatures. Like, I really do believe kaiju exist. We just haven't really found them officially. But You're that's probably just, not. You know what? I'm fine with not knowing. Also, they that we would be good to have backup is Test Space or Prey. Yes. Um, we did see the gameplay at QuakeCon for Prey, and it looks awesome, awesome. but it still has that same alien looking, sucking to your face, extracting your soul and your bowels kind of gameplay. Same with Dead Space. It kind of has that eerie, you're the only survivor on this ship kind of deal. And so my co-worker kept saying like, yeah, you need to play Dead Space yet. He, <laughs> he plays it at night and stuff and then he finds out he can't go to sleep the next day. I'm like, whose fault is that? 
Right. I'm not torturing myself for that. If you cannot make it through and you're scared, there is no hope for me. I'm like, I value my sleep when I can get it. I don't need rest. I heard the Dead Space games are freaking awesome. They're great, but I don't know if I could ever get the cojones to play. I might one of these days, if there's a demo on there, I might download the demo, see what it's about to at least say that I've touched it. <laughs> But Prey looks so neat. It looks like we wanted to give it a try. Yeah. It looks scary. But... It looks scary as fuck. <laughs> but look at all the toys you get. You get so many cool toys. It's like if the Nickelodeon splat turned evil and just decided killing stuff. Like, that's what it reminds me of. And um, it was eerie. It was dark. Like, I liked the level design and everything and and how they did stuff. And it was just so foreboding. It looked wonderful. But I'm like, man, this will terrify the fuck out of me. I don't know if I could play this. But if we have enough opponents to do it and... And substantial backup. I mean, at least let this be like a two-player game. Especially for Prey. I don't know. You can still kind of feel alone with two people. I don't know. It, it looks interesting, though, so I guess we'll see what happens with it and everything. That might be a game we want to play, just for commentary, just to see if it's... How quickly we die? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, am I playing now? They're too soon? Like, no faith? I'm gonna try. I'm going to try. We're gonna need lots of underwear to change into that day. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, what are some other ones? Tiffany, you've played stuff like God of War. Are there scary elements in those type of games? Because you tend to like more like fantasy stuff. So what other scary games would be good for co-op, I guess, in that regard? And most, it was gruesome and it was hack and slash and so and of course you got to cheat because you had your quick time events but a lot of times that kind of helped you bring down the goliath you need or the cronus i believe mm-hmm. the grandfather yeah so it helped in that elements but games like doom now this is me based off of old doom not the new doom even though i'm sure in hd those hell demons look Hella terrifying. But when it comes to Doom, the one thing I remember the most is those freaking Crane from Ninja Turtles. His cousins on, like, the mechanical legs, the spider-looking creatures. Those terrified the fuck out of me. Really? And especially when I was young, spiders is the one insect I don't like. Until a certain size, I'll let you live. But a tarantula, I'm burning down my house. I don't care. <laughs> I have insurance. I'm burning the bitch down. So when it came to Doom... That kind of terrified me, but everything else I could take it in and strive with all the other creatures that were in the game. Mm-hmm. But that was the one that terrified me the most, even more than like the actual head demon never terrified me. The dude that was like the centaur earlier Romero games where no matter which way you turn, the image follows you, so even when you kill them and it's disintegrated, it still looks terrifying. Like, And so that part kind of terrifying me. It would have been doubly cool to do double carnage in uh, multiplayer mode. That would have been fun. Another one was kind of like a God of War ripoff was Dante's Inferno. Now, I couldn't finish this game. I ended up giving this to the co-worker that played Dead Space, and when he had told me how far he got in the game... The fact that it was Cleopatra and there were babies coming out of her nipples and you had to like slay these demon zombie looking babies. I'm like, okay, I'm done with life. I can't. I like the concept of Dante's Inferno because I do like and enjoy the book. Mm-hmm. And it's a pretty neat concept to turn into a game. I'll just stick to God of Wars, okay? Those games are pretty intense, so. Ironically, one of the, the types of games that scares me the most are the, the psychological thrillers. Yes. And, and not so much because it's scary in nature, but again, it messes with your mind. Kind yes. of like what I was saying with Gone Home. You know, you're not really sure if there's going to be someone attacking you or not. But the way that things play out in the game, it messes with your emotions. And so, like, you're already sort of hyped up and primed for stuff. Because we both played Heavy Rain. Yeah. And that's one that kind of comes to mind. Because even though it's not scary in nature... It's just there's a lot of stuff that happens psychologically that fucks you up because yes. the lengths that he has to go through to get his kid back. There's that one scene where he has to chop off his own finger yeah. to prove that he loves Sean and trying to get Sean! him back. <laughs> So that happens, and then there's one of the first scenes when you play with Madison, 
and she's alone in her apartment and she gets attacked and you're like wait fuck hold on the hell and then you know with all the quick time events like if you miss out on something like she could die in a very violent way and just some of the stuff that they go through there's that part where he has to go through an electric fence or an electric field or something like that and I mm-hmm. kept fucking that one up I don't remember how I got through it but it's just like oh my god because you're worried about not making the right decision shortly after Sean gets kidnapped and they're asking him about what did he wear what was he doing what did he I look like and I'm like I didn't, I didn't remember any of that shit I was just like oh wow like this is what they're doing and oh he looks so sad he's so depressed like I wasn't paying attention to those things and it's like the game punishes you in a way it's like that pop quiz you get at the end of class when you did not pay attention to one single word you're like I didn't even know there's gonna be a quiz right the most terrifying out of all is the psychological thriller because mm-hmm. it's one thing that you can't calm yourself down have a beer go read take your mind off of it but a lot of times for psychological thrills that stays with you it- at least with zombies those are not real aliens those are not real mm-hmm. but that type of stuff there are people that deal with anxiety every single day and mm-hmm. there are certain things that they have to do to keep themselves in check and and keep themselves safe because otherwise it could lead to worse things and then especially when you have games like this where you know kids get kidnapped all the time things, people getting assaulted people getting, you having to make sacrifices mm-hmm. driving on the opposite lanes of traffic bullshit like that i don't know those games are usually the worst i have beyond two souls but i haven't played it yet oh um, yeah i heard that was pretty good yeah and i think that's sort of in the same vein as heavy rain i think it's made by the same people but any type of game where your psychology plays a lot into that those are terrifying like even to a certain extent again i'm sorry mass effect <laughs> um i need to start donating to charity for every time i mention mass effect have like a mass effect jar just already happened. Like Mass Effect and Assassin's Creed, but dollar bills, y'all can't do that for a while. We'll have to put that off for next year. <laughs> Even Mass Effect during the second game, there's the suicide run and. Everything that you've been doing up to this point with your squad mates, you have loyalty missions. And depending on if you did their loyalty missions and what the outcomes were, mm-hmm. it has some consequences. S- some consequences. It has some bearing on whether or not they survived. And it also may have consequences for their outcomes in Mass Effect 3 as well awesome. that carry over. And so at the end of Mass Effect 2, you're doing the suicide run, but you have certain assignments, you have certain tasks that you have to select people for. And and if you don't make the right decisions, lots of shit goes wrong really, really fast. And oh, so wow. I had a lot of issues with the parts with the husks and being swarmed by then and stuff like that. But I swear the last 30, 45 minutes of the game is the most terrifyingly annoying. I don't know if that's the right term, but I was on pins and needles the whole time. And I'm like, no, I don't want Garrus to do this because what if something happens and he dies and no more Garrus? I'm going to be upset. Like, this is literally... <laughs> restart this game pretty much and so like my whole mindset was like i'm not gonna be a bitch and load a save like whatever happens it's gonna be it's gonna stay it's that type of stuff that happens especially with bioware games that was more terrifying than the zombies we experienced in saints row 3 because you I, have feelings attached thank though. you you that's already the knew. most terrifying thing is that when you give over to fate the person that you love and either trust in their ability or even more terrifying than that Trust in your own decisions. Exactly. That is the most terrifying thing ever. Even though I've only been able to play Mass Effect 1, having to decide between Ashley and Caden, that's a really hard decision because you don't want to lose anybody. You really don't. Like, even if you're not really friends with them or there might be certain traits or aspects that you don't like about their personality, they're still your team. You're still responsible for them. And it was kind of mind-numbing trying to figure out, okay, well, who's the best for this type of job and logic may be correct in the way you're thinking but it may not be what the game wants and so if you choose someone to do something tech specific who can't do it who can't do tech guess what happens you've compromised your whole team and shit goes downhill very very fast so it's that type of game that that really fucked me up I remember the first time I played I lost two crew members and the line of reasons
reasoning that I had thought of at the time, it was sound and I felt like the decision I made was good at the time, but there were certain circumstances that just didn't work out. In ME2, because they didn't necessarily have what the game was looking for. And then in ME3, there were also some decisions that there are certain things like you have to choose between the Geth and the Quarians. There's that final conflict that finally comes to a head and you have to make a decision. Which one is it going to be? And yeah, so it, it gets pretty heavy very fast. And those are the type of games that freak me out the most. It's not that they're bad or I can't do it, but especially when you're with people that you've developed an attachment to and you feel like you're responsible for. You are technically responsible for them in this aspect because you are their commander. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, then you have to sit with that heavy responsibility. Another mind fuck after everything else and depending on how you built your character, mm-hmm. I essentially sent these people to their deaths. Exactly. And how are you going to deal with the aftermath with that guilt? Mm-hmm. And I remember when the first playthrough happened, it took me a minute and then I'm like, okay, let's play Mass Effect 3 and see what happened. And then I was like, ah, shit. Yeah, it makes a difference that I'm still making up now. So what other types of games or what other games that maybe should get like a special mention in this list? Because we did mention quite a lot. I know there was like another zombie game with Seven Ways to Die. And there was also Dead Island, which I kind of played on PS Home when they had this little demo. And I was rocking it with my skirt and high heels. I was killing me some zombies. But at least it was PlayStation Home zombies and not real game zombies. Uh, For a psychological thriller, do a special shout out to the first time I ever saw the Grim Reaper in Sims 2. Oh, that that's me a up. good one. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 That yeah. fucked me up because I did not mean for him to die. He was fixing the stupid garbage disposal, which kills everybody essentially, right. and didn't realize that he was not high enough and his wife was pregnant and he went collapsing on the floor and here comes Grim Reaper. I'm like, no, no. And I played that night, so that just scared the fuck out of me. Sims 4 they have the emotions type deaths where you can die from boredom or die from laughing too hard or... Shut up! Oh yeah, yeah. Luckily I haven't had those situations happen and there are mods to take that stuff off, thank God, but I was so worried. Who thought that was a good idea? The same people that decided to take out all the original content. I should not ask that. And... (laughs) I'm sorry. We the, knew. Same, the same people that ruined Battlefront. Star Wars Battlefront. The same people that ruined Mass Effect 3. You know. You know what? Your time is coming up, mm-hmm. EA. Yes. Just not this year. That yes. ass chewing is coming. We've discussed quite a lot of really excellent games that are great in their own right, but I don't know if I, I have the guts to really do it without some backup, but... Well, I know I still have to play Left Behind Last of Us, which is like a prequel to the Last of Us game. Reflects over Ellie and her best friend, wink wink, um, about how she got infected. I've yet to play that, but I'm like, in case you want to come over and watch me play, just the story is worth it. It's just so emotional, man. I might take a stab at The Walking Dead. I don't know. Yeah, the Telltale I've been wanting to play too, because they're just so awesome at their stuff. So shall we move on to the Wheel of Random Tandem for this week? Bennett. Alright, this week's Wheel of Random Tandem is about Halloween costumes. So, who would we dress as for Halloween? Um, no limits in terms of price, clothing, all that or stuff. Or whatever. It could be anything. You go first. I was thinking Laura Croft, but that's generally pretty easy. Oh, um, cool. Even though my co-workers would be like, what the hell are you dressed up as? I'm dressed up as new Laura Croft because old Laura Croft and I cannot rock that look. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there will be the more guts and boobs in that one with yeah. the booty shorts i'm like it's cool when i saw that the lady do it at comic con i'm like oh my god that's so cool but she was rocking old lord she wasn't rocking the new bum that probably might be one thing i can probably do also i was thinking abilene the <sighs> the unsung assassin yeah um, because I remember seeing, like, a cosplay couple do that, and they were so cute because they did it as Connor and Aveline, and they had a little baby. It was so cute. Oh, my gosh. Ship y'all so hard, even though Ubisoft doesn't. Um, And also as a sim, but that's practically me not dressed up as anything. Not even a plum bob. It's like a plum bob is on the other character at the house, but it's just me. <laughs> it just show up, no, like... And just talk sandwich the entire day. That sounds good to me. Oh, that'd be funny. Yes, that'd be awesome. And I'll be so fired. <laughs> <laughs> no, you wouldn't. I think you'd do great. So, 
So what about you? Let's see. I was thinking Rebecca Crane from Assassin's Creed. She's my favorite, one of my favorite characters in the series. I just love like her style. This is very edgy and just very chic. And I think it's something that you could easily do. And so it'd be like good for the budget. Uh Because yeah, you have to be stylish when you're dealing with edgy, whiny British assholes all day. (laughs) Your soulmate. Yeah, but even still, I'm like, um, like so cute, especially when Sean calms the fuck down. Right. And later came. I love oh Sean, gosh. but he he takes some some warming up to as we went along. But it's, I'm like, you little shithead, shut up! I'm tired of you. Like, especially on AC too. I'm like, really, and then the subsequent games. I'm like, okay, you're cool. You just a little high strong when you're first meeting people. I'm right. glad he toned it down. I love Sean now, but AC two Sean, I'm about to backhand you. About to get these hands, partner. That's why you ain't got no friends. His only friend is Rebecca, and they're adorable together. So I love Tally and Kasumi's outfits in Mass Effect. It's just, just have a very cool aesthetic. It's very feminine. It's not really objectifying them so much. Like, they're covering all the bits, but it's a very cool next level sort of thing. I don't know if I could do Tally's helmet, though, just because it's pretty intense, and, and yeah, I don't know if I have that type of skill, but that would be cool. I did see some Tally leggings on Pinky. Yeah, that would be awesome. And then also, I really love Farah from Overwatch. I love her uniform and just the fact that, again, she's not sexualized. She's a badass. She's a fighter. She's a soldier. And she has this boss-ass costume to help her in battle and everything. And it looks so awesome. I'm trying to save up my coins so I can unlock the purple flight suit because I was like, so Saints Row. I love it. Yeah. Represent. Those are I would do if I had time. And the creativity and the sewing skills my my sewing skills are so jack any final thoughts do we have any special shout outs for this week i think our tumblr's been a little busy yeah, just a little bit <laughs> we have one and i am so sorry if i might butcher your name Floresy chocolate and we have one from kim crypto and death in video games and camtosh and that's all from tumblr and also we have gotten diana athemis Sarah, I'm so sorry. Damn username. Yes. Yeah. From YouTube. Thank you guys for joining us and I hope that we don't scare you off with our silliness. I like looking at the tumblers that people follow us and the death in video mm-hmm. games one is literally about great. different deaths in video games. And at first it's like, God, this is pretty morbid. But at the same time, it's like, you know, I had never really thought about this. This this blog is uh-uh. pretty interesting. <laughs> That's the thing, like, I kind of, very fitting for something close to Halloween. Definitely check out their tumble. For events coming up, as you guys know, again, going to Anime North Texas in a month, November 18th through the 20th, and then PAX South in January. It's going to be great, January 27th through the 29th, and we'll be wandering around, getting into stuff, and hopefully not fangirling too much, but we make no promises, so. No promises. Anything else, Tiff? No, just go to all the social stuff, you know where it is. Where we twitch, tumble, and and tubes so yes all right until next time you guys stay safe and stay game tastic and we'll see you again soon bye peeps bye